0: Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. If you have a Bible, go with me to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Amen. Good. Well, that was a few of y'all. I know it's Christmas, those y'all a little bit, but it's okay. You still woo. You can still amen. You can still say yes. Uh, come on, somebody. Whatever you want to say. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. We're going to read one verse to, uh, today and uh, look at a few things in this one verse uh, as we, uh, again, celebrate Jesus, celebrate the birth of our our Lord. Uh, man, I take a special time uh, at the end of the message today. We're going to be taking uh, communion together and remembering. Uh, what Jesus has done for each of us, celebrating there. I love doing that, especially on this day, uh, especially. So again, just a, just a special day, getting a little bit different, but just a great time to celebrate. Isaiah chapter 9, we're going to read one verse, and it's verse 6, and it, and it goes like this. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder." And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Aren't you thankful that he came? Uh, Love came down. Can we do this? Can we just pray together one more time and just thank the Lord for uh, just this special day he's given us? God, we thank you so much for this day. Uh, Lord, every day is a gift. Every day is a blessing from you, God. And Lord, on this special day, God, we do recognize the greatest gift ever given that's your Son. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for everything, Lord, that you are doing in our lives. And God, we just want to take a moment and just zero in and focus in on uh, the greatest gift ever given, Lord. And uh, God, I just thank you for each person who is here. I pray, Lord, if there may be anyone in this room uh, today who is yet to experience that gift of salvation that comes through your son, that this will be the day for them to accept you and uh, start a new walk with you, God. I thank you for it today. Draw each of us in today by your word. Speak to every heart today, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Say it with me. Amen. 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 Uh, Again, just just a short time in the word uh, today, just looking at a few things. And um, I I, I really felt led to look at this word today in Isaiah. Uh, Luke chapter 2 typically is that Christmas story that most will read, and we'll reference it in just a moment. But that Isaiah word, I've really felt drawn to today to spend a little bit of time in. And I love this. Uh, It's one thing to maybe tell a story after the story has already happened. All right, you understand? I mean, if, if that makes sense. Uh, that means probably uh, some of these little guys who got excited this morning about Christmas morning, opening those gifts, they could tell us that experience that they had. Um, uh, each of us could tell probably stories that happened when we were younger on Christmas morning. I still have many of those memories running through my head about Christmas morning. And it's one thing to tell a story after it's happened. Uh, I I love what we see in the gospel messages when it talks about, you know, the the good news of what Jesus did for us. I love it. After, again, the stories happen. But I want you to understand some things about Isaiah. This word from Isaiah was prophesied 700 years probably before this day ever happened when Jesus came. And so we're seeing today in this one verse this word that was spoken years before this ever took place. And so, again, it's another thing. To tell the story 700 years before it happens. And this is what takes place. It actually unfolds and happens just like they said it would. You'll find that in scripture. We're going to be kicking off a brand new series next Sunday morning, January 1st, celebrating baptisms as well. But we're going to be kicking off uh, a, a new series I'm so excited about. It's called The Greatest Stories Ever Told. And we're going to be focusing in on the Old Testament stories. And I love how important these are. We've never really taken time in our Sunday morning services to look back at those stories and zero in on some of those things. But we have this example here, a prophet speaking for 700 years before this ever took place. And I want to give you just three things that stand out to me in this one verse. So if you're a note taker, uh, number one is this today. The first thing we can look at and and really we got to grab hold of today is number one is a child is born. A child is born. It it says here, for unto us a child is born. Luke chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, I said we'd reference it. It says this, it says, then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born, remember that, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord love this this very first point that we see here in this message and we see here by the prophet speaking years before this through this this powerful word is this that a child is born that this is the very first point in the gospel. This is one of those things that we have to grab hold of. I, I, I'm saddened and actually been heartbroken by some of the things I've seen that have come out recently. There, there are some pastors that have actually said we don't really, you know, need to, you know, say much about the virgin birth. I, that, you know, that there was literally this person, you know, who by the Holy Spirit was, uh, you know, that, that that was came in and was, you know, with child. And you know, it's kind of hard to believe. It's kind of weird. What we really need to zero in on is is the resurrection of Jesus and. Again, we're going to zero in on the resurrection of Jesus in this church. We will always do that. Thank God for it. But please understand, there can't be a resurrection if there was never a birth. Come on, we've got to see how important this is, that he came. This is the beginning of the gospel, and the gospel is this. The gospel is good news. It's good news, and this is the truth. There was so much bad news prior to the good news. Now, this was, understand what's taking place. The last book that we see in the Old Testament, Malachi there, ends the Old Testament. And what we believe took place is that there are 400 years of silence where uh, different names have been used to describe that time. But but we believe that it was a time where we were not hearing from God, where there was silence there. It was a time where they had been, again, heard the prophecies Of this child coming, and then 400 years later, he comes. This child is born. We see this unfolded finally after all this time. This is what for us today Christmas is all about. Everything hinges on the fact that God came down from heaven as a child and was born. He was born. Now, imagine this. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I had to think about the excitement for this, again, especially after, again, hundreds of years, all this time where all these years had passed, where all this time had unfolded, and there had been no, no Messiah. They kept hearing it for years because we have a hard time, especially around my house, being very patient about some things. I, 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 it, was, it was funny. Uh, Caleb said something the other day, and he was just kind of like, Kind of was doing that, and I said, Son, what's wrong, bro? What's wrong? He said, It's like it's three more weeks till Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I was, I'm with you, man. I've been there. I, I've been there. But it, it was, it was, yeah, three more weeks, dude, you know? And, and, and sometimes that does seem like eternity, but think about this moment. When they had been waiting for this promise to come, they had heard the word prophesied, they had heard the word spoken. They were waiting. They were on edge. They were believing that one day this was going to happen. It was going to unfold. And finally, after all these years for unto us, a child is born. Yet not any child. This is, this is God coming down from heaven to earth. This is him stepping out of heaven into skin into the earth that we live on. And he did this for us, for unto us. You know something? That's for every one of us. I love that. I love when the proclamation was given to, in Luke 2. We see responses come from wise men, people of prestige with big gifts. We see people respond who were just shepherds on a hillside who may have not have had a whole lot to offer. Listen, for unto us, the gospel is for all of us in this room. He did this for every person. Jesus came down out of heaven and got into skin for us all of us. He did this for me and you. I love this. And point one today is just simply this. Child is born. Has to be the birth of Jesus. There has to be this before they can be anything else. Second thing this morning we see is this. He says that a son is given. A son is given. Again, that that birth of that child that was born was not just any child. This is the Son of God. This is uh, God the Son. This is Him. This is for us. And He is given. It says a Son is given. I love it. I I love Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 in the message. And it it says something in that opening part of that verse. And it says it like this. It says, For a child has been born for us. The gift of a son is, for us. Please understand this that he gave this life. He comes down and he gives for us and, and and he did this because of this reason. He looked down throughout time and he saw our need. Listen, every person here has to understand that we need this gift. We need the gift of this son. I I know some may just be saying, well, I don't know if that's really what I need in my life. I don't know if that's what I have to have. Listen, you have to understand, listen, just like those dark ages, just like that time of silence before the light came through Jesus, listen, we have to understand that we need this gift. And it's a a time of year where, thankfully for, for all of us now, hopefully the pressure has been lifted. The pressure's kind of been eased just a little bit because you might have been put under the pressure of like having to get that perfect gift, that special gift for someone, and hopefully you did well. Uh, hopefully it didn't go into the corner of the return stack that's going to be going back tomorrow. Hopefully you, you actually got something that's, that's going to stick and it's, it's, it's going to work. Listen, please understand what's going on here. He looked at us and saw our need, and he said, man, what is the greatest present I can give them. And this is what he answered. He said, my presence. And said, so Jesus comes. This son is given, and he is the greatest gift that's ever been given to this earth. And I love it. The, we actually see the actual definition of the word gift is, is this. It says it's something that's given voluntarily without payment in return. You know, it's not a gift if you have to pay for it. It's it's not a gift if you have to work for it and you have to do something to get the gift. Uh, um, I actually used to say this often. I used to tell people, hey, if you would stop by the um, uh, hospitality center, we want to give you a free gift. Oh, I would tell people, you know, hey, stop by Connect. If you've given your life to Jesus, we want to give you a free Bible. And I had somebody come to me, and they were very nice. They didn't come to me with a bad spirit. It's one of our, our folks around here. And they said, Pastor, I just want to let you know it's it's not a gift if it's not free. And I went. Exactly right. Come on, somebody, and I i pulled back, and I kept saying, "Man, stop by for a free gift. Stop by for a free gift." Listen, and they, it was just so simple, and it made sense, and it finally clicked that this is a gift that He freely gave. Jesus comes down and steps down, and Jesus is the only one I know that gives everyone else a gift on His birthday. I mean, He's the only one that ever does this. This is what Jesus does for us, and for unto us. Child is born. For unto us, me and you, son is given. This free gift that was freely given to every one of us. This was for each of us. And in this gift definition, a voluntary without payment in return, as to show favor towards someone, honor an occasion, or make a gesture of assistance. Listen, (laughs) he saw... our need. He knows exactly. I, I'm so thankful for my wife, man. She knows me well, and I don't, I, don't ever, I don't know if I've ever tell her what to get me for Christmas. Maybe I think one year I mentioned something. But other than that, she just, she always asks me, what do you want? And I always tell her, I'm good, I don't need anything. But she just somehow figures it out. She somehow makes it happen. And she op- and I open it up, and I'm like, I didn't know I needed this. I need, but this is awesome. I want this. This is this is cool. And I love it. It's always good. And And listen, this is... Jesus did for us. So some of you may not even realize how much you need him. You may not even understand how much. You may be sitting there going, I know that I there's something I need. I just can't place it. Listen, Jesus did this. He saw exactly what you needed and he gave himself. For unto us a child is born. For unto me and you a son is given. And the third and final thing this morning is this. He is everything you need. He is everything you need. I I just, man, I was like, I was just opening up this one verse and studying it. I was like, man, this is a series. That was just like awesome. I was like, we can't start another series right now. We got to move on to it. And I was like, but man, this is so cool. And there's so many things in one verse. And you know what that, that verse is saying? He says in this one verse, he's letting us know that he is everything we need. He says that he's wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Now, I won't make each and every one of these a point because, again, we want to get you out of here. But look at how beautiful these things are. Jesus, first of all, this prophet spoke about him coming. He said this, he's wonderful. He is wonderful. I don't know know what maybe your understanding of a relationship with Jesus is. I I don't know maybe how you view it or see it or what you think of that. And and maybe somebody's told you that maybe that Christian walk or that Christian thing, it's not that wonderful. Listen, a, a relationship with Jesus is wonderful. I, it is the most, most incredibly beautiful thing that has ever happened in my life. That is the greatest gift I've ever been given. And I, I had a nine year old little boy sitting on my couch. I opened up the greatest gift that day, and it was my salvation. And it was wonderful. It was, it was beautiful. And, and John Calvin says this, and I love this. When he speaks of this word, he says, The grace of God, which will it be exhibited in Christ, exceeds all miracles. It exceeds everything. And I'm telling you, I'm, a, I'm a loving the miracles, man, we're seeing in here. It is cool. Is it not? I mean, seriously, is it not awesome what we're seeing God do? And they like, Come on, give God some praise. It, it is awesome. I mean, just during services, man, we're seeing people healed and set free from things and bondages and salvation, and, and I just love it all. But listen, the greatest thing, it exceeds everything else. This is the greatest miracle, and a life with Jesus is wonderful. And he says this. He says that he is also a counselor. I want you to understand who a counselor is. This is Personal. This is a personal thing. Today, I'm preaching from a platform. I'm up here teaching. I'm speaking. I'm sharing things with you. But if we have a counseling session, you know what happens? This gets set aside. We walk into a room. We close the door. We sit down and we get face to face. And we talk and we share and we minister to one another. We encourage each other. Listen, this is what Jesus did. Listen, he said he is a counselor for us. And listen, if you're not experiencing him as a counselor in your life, listen, he wants to desire so much to have a personal relationship with you. That's his heart. He tells us that also that he is a mighty God. Wait a minute. And that's hard for us that this this baby is mighty God, yeah, that, that, that Jesus, that, that baby who came down, this miracle from on high came down, and, and he is the mighty God. Colossians 2.9 says this, for in him, in Christ, in Jesus, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Everything, this mighty God, we see wrapped up in the birth of Jesus. And this amazing, mighty God desires to be wonderful counselor in your life he also says this that he's an everlasting father I love the fact that we can look to God as father I, I, I know sometimes maybe the relationships that you have with earthly fathers or or maybe the light thereof maybe that you didn't have maybe somehow put a picture in your mind of what the father is supposed to be but listen A good father, which is who God is, a good father who loves us. He is a God who literally would give and has given everything for us. And he says this, he's literally, this term means that he's a father throughout eternity. He's a father throughout eternity, even in heaven, even in an eternal place called heaven with him. We get the opportunity to experience him still as father. And the last and final thing this morning he says is this. He says that he is the prince of peace. He is the prince of peace. I don't know, maybe the greatest presence you need right now today is just peace in your life. And listen, only true peace can only come through the true peace giver. And that's the Prince of Peace today, and that's Jesus. And so he says this, he is literally given for us. He is the Prince of Peace. And I'm thankful for this because if you look back, and I think there's so much, again, this could be a series of teachings, but if you look back through time, all the kings and the princes uh, uh, that had come before they lived this lifestyle to where they were doing this. They, they were allowing bloodshed. Matter of fact, they were most of the kings and those people in high authority, they were requesting bloodshed. That's what you would see throughout time. You would see them actually go and ask for You could even see it in Scripture. They said, bring me the head of that one. Bring me the blood of that one. Bring me blood on your sword for this. This prince never asked for blood. This prince gave his blood. This prince shed his blood for the sins of the world.